Welcome to the All Ball Show, presented by Abstract Sports, where we bring sports back to life. I'm your host, Kyle Clay 2K. In the All Ball Show, we focus on basketball-only content. And to tip things off, I'm covering every single team in the NBA, from worst to best in each conference. I'm going to look at their rosters and discuss how I think they're going to perform this upcoming season. All right, let's get this thing started with the number four seed in the Eastern Conference playoff bracket from last year, the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers, often referred to as the Cavs, are an American professional basketball team based in Cleveland, Ohio, also known as The Land or Believe Land. Uh, The Cavs compete in the National Basketball Association as a member of the league's Eastern Conference Central Division. Uh, They won a championship back in 2016. It's the only one they have ever won, and I believe it's the only championship Cleveland the city has had for a sports team in forever, like a really long time. Head coach is Tyron Lue. Uh, arena that they play in is Quicken Loans Arena, or the Q, I think is what it's called. Owner is Dan Gilbert, majority owner, and you have Gordon Gund and Usher. Usher is a minority owner. I did not know that. He is a uh, R&B singer, by the way. But LeBron really was the face of Cleveland. I mean, anybody who has been around basketball knows this whole story. But for those who don't, basically, he was drafted by the Cavaliers, number one overall. But he came out of high school at the age of 18. Dominant player in high school. Came into the NBA. It seemed like a seamless transition for him. Not really undersized. Very athletic. Could jump over guys, shoot, do all those things. Um, and he's just grown into like this crazy, unstoppable not human person over the years last year he had his best game ever or best season ever playing all 82 games in the season and averaging some of his best numbers in all kinds of different categories so having come to the heat or the the Cavaliers he was there for a long time and then he left to go to the Miami Heat he played there for four years and the way that he looks at it the way I look at it that was him going off to college and getting the experience he needed and in this case it was like winning experience uh, going to the Miami Heat with Dwayne Wade and Udonis Haslam and all of those guys and Mario Chalmers. He did his time at Miami, and he decided, he one of his promises was to bring a championship to Cleveland. And so knowing how to do it with a team like that, he went to Cleveland and helped them assemble a team that would fit around his skill set because he is the most dominant player in the NBA, no doubt. He comes back to Cleveland. They end up winning a championship. That was probably one of the coolest moments ever. And I'm not even a Cavs fan. I just thought that was cool for him to do that for that city. They got that championship. And then uh, 2017, they lost to the Warriors. The Warriors and Cavs have been going at it forever, it seems like, in the NBA Finals. So since being with the, the Cavs again and getting a championship, he is now with the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Cavs will probably take a significant hit this year Uh, moving into this next season only time will tell they do still have a lot of their parts together the Cavs had a 50 and 32 record on the season last year they are 35 and 17 in conference play that is stellar 29 and 12 at home also really good 21 and 20 on the road it's pretty difficult to win on the road a lot of teams around that 50 50 mark and just to take a look at some of the players they had on their roster last year uh, they had quite a few and you know uh, LeBron did shuffle some players around mid-season Um, And when I say LeBron, I mean, like, he actually does have an influence on this team because he is the key guy that helps them win, and they need players around him to help him be the best he can be and help him help them be good at what they do. So they had 22 players on their roster last year, and it's a stacked, 
stacked roster, guys. Let me tell you, LeBron James, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, George Hill, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Rodney Hood, Jeff Green, Dwayne Wade, Jordan Clarkson, Kyle Korver, Larry Nance, Tristan Thompson, Iman Shumpert, Derek Rose, an MVP, you know, a different kind of guy now, but Jose Calderon, Kendrick Perkins, Channing Fry, Jetty Osman, John Holland, Ante Zizic, and London Perantes. So quite the roster, but LeBron's numbers are what really kick me in the pants. LeBron had 2,250 points last year. Kevin Love had 1,039. Dang, that is quite the spread, but a lot of the points are up top, that's for sure. Needless to say, the Cavs made it very, very far in the playoffs with that ty- that type of team they were able to assemble around LeBron. Uh, they defeated the Indiana Pacers in seven games in the first round. Um, I was surprised that they still had the legs to go on and sweep the Raptors after a seven-game series against the Pacers in the first round. Um, they were the number four seed, took on the number five seed, and a young team in the Pacers almost almost got the win uh, in game seven in Cleveland. And I was thinking that LeBron's legs were going to be just shot after that because he is kind of older. I know he treats his body well, but I just didn't think he had juice in the tank for a Raptors team that dominated the season like they did. But we all know the Raptors, well, not all of us, but the Raptors' history in the NBA playoffs is that they meet the Cleveland Cavaliers these last several years since LeBron has been a a Cavalier, and they just get decimated by them, and that's exactly what happened again. So the number four seed in the Cleveland Cavs defeats the number one seed by sweeping them in four out of seven games. They move on to take on the Boston Celtics, the number two seed in the Eastern Conference, and this one also went to a Game 7. So I'm thinking, like, okay, if they can't, if they get to a Game 7 here, like, how the heck is LeBron going to do this, you know? He seems immortal the way that he keeps going. But they lose their first two games on the road to the Celtics. They win their two games at home. Then they lose their road game in Boston. They go back home and win again in Game 6. So it's now 3-3. It goes to a Game 7 in Boston. And it was a tight one all the way down to the wire. And the Cavs get the win in Game 7 and move on to the NBA Finals to take on the Golden State Warriors for like the fourth year in a row. Pretty phenomenal season considering that LeBron's in his 14th or 15th year. He played all 82 games this season. He's in like the best shape of his life. I don't see how you can fault the guy. He's in his 15th season this coming year. His averages are astounding, like 27.5 points per game. That is the fifth highest in his career ever. 8.6 rebounds per game, tied for most in his career, same as last season. uh, 9.1 assists per game, highest per game average uh, in his career. 1.4 steals per game and 0.9 blocks per game. So he was not all that far off of averaging a triple-double. I mean, mean, way up there in those three columns of points, rebounds, and assists. But that is his game. I mean, he dominates all areas of the floor. Um, And defensively, the 0.9 blocks and the 1.4 steals doesn't really do justice because he's always causing a problem around the rim, making it hard for guys to get in there and score. Uh, Anytime that you can get defensive presence on a guy and make them miss, that's a chance at you getting fast break points, and that's what LeBron James is pretty good at. Some of the issues that this Cavaliers team faced last year uh, was just chemistry. I mean, they had a lot of different guys around him all season long, um, and they could never really find a good click. Uh, major trades went down mid-season, a lot of them um, at the influence of LeBron James. The two worth mentioning are the when they traded Dwayne Wade back to the Miami Heat, um, just because he was, he's LeBron James' like best friend ever, and they have a good chemistry, but 
Dwayne Wade wasn't just bringing enough productivity to the team. They had to free up space for other guys. So they got rid of Dwayne Wade for a 2024 second-round draft pick um, that's heavily protected. They also traded Channing Frye, Isaiah Thomas, and a first-round draft pick. Ended up being Mo Wagner uh, to the Lakers for Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. The Lakers got Isaiah Thomas out of it, and he wasn't very productive for the Lakers. Now he's with the Nuggets. Dude's jumped around a lot since the Celtics, all because of that big problem he caused and just uh, wanting more money and everything, and he just got traded. They're like, see you later. <laughs> we want this instead of you. Pretty tough. But at the end of the season, after the Cavs uh, finally lost to the Golden State Warriors in a sweep uh, in the NBA Finals, LeBron's contract was up, and it seemed like everything was pointing to the Lakers the entire time. I mean, his son enrolled at a high school in the L.A. area. Uh, him and his wife and his family have a house in Los Angeles, uh, LeBron is partial to the Lakers franchise because he grew up idolizing Magic Johnson and playing a similar game as him. It almost makes too much sense for him to go to Los Angeles and play underneath the man and uh, you know have that leadership all around. Uh, but that's exactly what happened. Uh, he's a big market guy who needs a big market team to make the most out of his platform, and L.A. is as good a place to do it as any. I mean, he really lifted Cleveland up from where it was, let's be honest. He brought something that City um, didn't have before to to rally around and be be fans and be friends and be family around. He did a lot for that city, but it's time for him to move on and go to the Los Angeles Lakers, apparently, as he signs a four-year deal worth $154 million. Uh, The spotlight is on the Lakers once again. After a lull these past few years, you know, since Kobe's retirement, uh, I'm projecting them to be a mid-seed, a middle seed in the Western Conference this coming year. That's just how much LeBron affects the team. But he does have a lot of young talent around him. Murals and billboards going up all over the city. Defacing of said murals, murals is also happening. Laker fans are passionate. Some like the fact that LeBron is there. Others not so much. They just think like, oh, you think you can just come here and do what you want because you wanted to play with the Lakers. Uh, well, hope, how about you bring us a ring, then we'll talk. But they should know that LeBron is about winning rings. So get over yourself, Lakers fans who are haters. I just don't get how anybody can hate a man like LeBron James. Some say he's too political, uh, but I think he's just using his platform to speak out on issues that are important to him. Probably anybody would do if they were in his situation. Uh, whatever your political stance is, if you were in a successful position, you'd probably be doing something to make your imprint on that platform. And LeBron's just doing that, and I think he's doing it in all the right ways. And let's take a look at the current roster. Finally, let's get to the current roster for the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're not talking about the Lakers, guys. Talk about the Cavaliers. They still have Jordan Clarkson, George Hill, Rodney Hood, Kyle Korver is still there. He's a sharpshooter, quick release, holy smokes. You just want to look out for him. Leave him open, he's going to kill you. Kevin Love will be there. Larry Nance Jr., Colin Sexton, who's a promising rookie out of Alabama. J.R. Smith, he's got a supreme tattoo on his leg now. Maybe that'll make him super-duper supreme this year. Nobody knows. You have to tune in to find out. He's known for going shirtless in memorable moments. Championship parade in Cleveland, for example. Uh, Also, Cleveland Indians postseason games when they get wins or hit home runs. Takes his shirt off. Man, he's crazy. Tristan Thompson, he dates Kardashians. Fun fact, this team still looks promising. Even with all the baggage that I just mentioned on those guys, like, I feel like they could become a still a pretty good team in the Eastern Conference, but having lost LeBron, they have a lot of mending to to make up. They worked around LeBron James. That was their entire playbook. That's everything they did was about LeBron James. How can we make things better for LeBron James? Now it's about 
How, to, how do we take the pieces we have and make them perform at their highest potential? I think that they're going to be okay. I just don't think they're a number four team. I think they drop to a, a lower tier Eastern Conference playoff team, talking like six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. And that does it for this episode of the All Ball Show presented by Abstract Sports. How do you think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to do this upcoming season without LeBron James? Uh, let us know in the comments below, but also hit thumbs up on this video if you liked it at all. And subscribe if you want to be notified when we drop new NBA or basketball content all season long. I'm your host, Kyle Clay 2K. I'll see you in the next one.